0: Boston Proper, wear it like no one else.
1: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Football Full Circle. Mike and George coming at you on the grid. Obviously a big week in the NFL covering a lot of different stories. We'll get to as much as we can, do some previews in this hour of the NFC North. George wrote an article for SportsGrid. You can find it on sportsgrid.com, previewing some of those NFC North futures. We've covered them a lot here on this show. We'll review them one last time uh, and see what our best bets are there. But George, one of the big pieces of news this week was the release, first the release of Leonard Fournette and subsequently the signing of Leonard Fournette by the Tampa Bay Bucks, so he stays in the state of Florida, gets to enjoy a lack of income tax still, and he ends up in a backfield that is ever more crowded, but uh, a, a, an okay deal for him, but certainly great depth for Tampa.
3: Yeah, the money-wise, it's not a great deal for Fournette, right? It is what it is. He's getting a $2 million base, got some incentives. I think it's a max of 3.5 he can make. Maybe it's 4.5. By the way, he's not going to break the bank there. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting fit with Tampa, right? I hear that one of the reasons why Tampa Bay wanted him, he's very good at picking up the blitz, and they, of course, they want to protect Tom Brady. So we hear that's one of the reasons why they wanted him there. It makes perfect sense there. But now you've got a big stable of running backs, right? I mean, uh, fantasy owners can't be happy about this, you know, because okay, you got to compete with Ronald Jones, who sort of gets screwed here. If you if you the Ronald Jones, boy, that's terrible, you know. We got the rookie Vaughn, you know, he's wasn't doing all that well anyway. But now he's almost pushed aside now, and maybe we'll see him next year. So uh, it's interesting here. Mike, As uh, for the fantasy, it always comes down to me, who's going to be the goal line guy? And I think that's going to be Fournette. Therefore, for me, he'll be the more valuable guy. But you're talking low-end RB2 is where I'd have him, between that 20 and 26 range.
1: Yeah, I was looking at some projections earlier this week on Fournette. Our own Davis Matic had put together some projections that he had Fournette coming in right around the – rb 22 overall in fantasy with this move but he also qualified that by saying there's only about a 10 point difference between 22 and 35 so you're talking about basically a dead heat for 14 15 players to 10 to 12 points to even 16 points really make a difference over the course of a fantasy season not really so uh But the the reality is Fournette does find himself uh, on the street, so to speak, for not even 48 hours. It was a quick turnaround. Uh, Bruce Arians continues to say that Rojo is our guy. Uh, You mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a rookie, so he'll have a role. But that role will develop as rookies' roles do develop over time. Daria Gunbowale, who was this last year, is sort of a deep sleeper saw him featured at times, is the special team's captain. Now the fifth guy who they said will still have a role on this team prior to cuts is LaShawn McCoy. So five running backs. It is highly unlikely that any team would keep five running backs. George, who loses out here?
3: LaShawn McCoy's gone.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, you don't need him. I mean, he's not going to play special teams. He When's he going to play? And you know, Fournette for you know the Chiefs stopped playing him last year in the middle of a Super right. Bowl run when they needed depth. He's an interesting guy. If you had nobody else, when you picked up Fournette, when you picked up Fournette, you were pretty much saying goodbye to McCoy. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, they, they're superfluous. he doesn't play. He doesn't play special teams, so he's not going to add you anything extra there. You're looking at Fournette stats here. Fournette caught 76 balls last year. He can catch. Lot, yeah. Yeah. He can catch. So it's not like you need a third down pass catching back. You don't. You got Ronald Jones who. Is a fine RB too? It's really it's what I think Rojo is. By the way, I think he's a running back too. You know, so I don't see I don't see a role for McCoy here. And like you said, teams do not keep five running backs. You know, especially a, a guy like McCoy who his best days are far behind. And you mentioned Casey didn't use him last year when they could have used depth there. That should tell you something there. No, I think McCoy gets uh you know cut and bye bye. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd say McCoy loses out there. In terms of fantasy, it's the thing that people have been wringing their hands about a lot. I think it screws up the whole backfield. I think it's fine to draft Ronald Jones or Fournette, but you have to have expectations on them. As you said, a low-end RB2. What does it make Rojo? Does that make him an RB3? Uh, Probably somewhere in that range. What I'm concerned about, George, is how much Fournette's pass catches, as you said, 76 receptions a year ago, crater in this offense? Will that be more for Vaughn and Rojo exclusively?
3: Well, how are they going to use them? Like I said, uh, the fact that Fournette is such a good pass blocker, this could be a pass-heavy team, right? They didn't bring Brady in there and have all these great wide receivers to all of a sudden, ah, yeah, we're going to run the ball 40 times a game. They're not going to do that. They're going to throw the ball 30 30 plus times a game, 35-40. We expect that. So if Fournette can catch the ball, now granted, that does seem to be an outlier. 76 catches last year, he had 58 in his first two seasons combined. Mm -hmm. You know, so a little strange, but maybe Jacksonville didn't use him in the passing game the first two years. And last year they did. It also is probably because Jacksonville, not too good last year. Right. So they had to throw the ball a a lot more than run it. He also played 15 games last year. The two games, uh, two seasons, probably was only 21. He got hurt a bunch. So I think Fournette's going to end up being the guy here. I just do. I think he's still, he's only, it's not like this is a veteran. It's not, this is not McCoy. He's only 25 years old. I agree. People treat him like he's 30. He's 25 years old. He won't be 26 until uh, January after the
1: season. And he did not play a senior. He did not play a senior here in college. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. He, by the way, he still potentially owed. As we welcome in our radio audience, he still potentially owed money from Jacksonville as well. So that helps to sort of offset the lack of money that he's getting from Tampa. Look, they ran the ball 409 times last year. They ran a lot of plays. We all know about Jameis and the turnovers and everything else. I think that increases, so it creates a path for Fournette to have a lot of touches and Rojo to have a decent amount of touches. What I would just ask in conclusion of this segment, George, is do you think they really did improve their team here? I do. Fantasy aside,
3: yeah. I do. Yeah, I think they improved the team. I think the game so Fournette gets a bad rap because of some of the things he's done. And because he's been hurt. Only well, played 36 NFL games in three seasons. He's averaging 12 a season, so he gets hurt. And we know he's, he's had problems there. But bottom line, Mike, yeah, I think they improved their team. I do. I think they were a playoff team anyway. Now, a legitimate run game makes them even more dangerous.
1: Yeah, good stuff. We'll talk about some QB announcements after the break. It's FFC on the grid. We'll be right back
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: do you love fashion do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed are you always seeking the latest trends then we're talking to you
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
5: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox. But a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb.
1: Some quarterback announcements that happened this week, George. Look, we've been starving for news, and now we're drinking it from a fire hose, and there's a few key pieces of news regarding starting quarterbacks that were announced this week, the first of which was the Los Angeles Chargers, naming Terod Taylor their starting quarterback. So I'm going to ask you this question, George. Was there ever a time from the time that Justin Herbert was drafted the end of April, the sixth pick in the NFL draft, that you thought he was going to start and not Terod Taylor?
3: No, no. Uh, I I think this is the wrong season for rookie quarterbacks to start week one. Uh, We had no training camp. Oh, no mini camps, right? We missed May's mini camp. We missed June's mini camp, rookie mini camp. Uh, Training camp then was abbreviated, started late because of all the testing. Uh, Listen, Mike, in general, I think we're going to see some bad football in September. I think it's going to be bad tackling, bad plays, because they just haven't had enough time to work together. But as for the quarterbacks, uh, I think the safe play is to go with the veteran. The veteran's been there, knows the system, theoretically knows the players, should be ready to go here. Uh, Joe Burrow, of course, he's going to start in Cincinnati because they don't have anybody else. As soon as they traded Dalton, they were saying it's Burrow's team we're going with Joe Burrow. We'll see if that ends up being a mistake or not there. But in some ways, the Bengals also have nothing to lose. They're not threatening to go to playoffs Anyway. So they might as well get uh, Burroughs, his reps there. Tua in Miami was – I wonder if he didn't have the injury concern. You know, he didn't have the – coming up the hip injury, but maybe, maybe they would give a little bit more consideration to him starting. Fitzpatrick being there also, you've got a very reliable backup there. So I think for me, uh, Mike, it comes down to more the over-under of when do we think uh, the uh, rookie is going to play. I think with Tua for me, that's about – I think it's about week six – they come up playing three straight games against really tough – really good, tough defensive teams, which I think they might lose. They might lose all three of two or three, but may not score much on offense because of that. And that will give them the push to then want to go with two or there.
1: Yeah. So how about a different question with Terod uh, – back on the Chargers. With Tarod Taylor there. Well, I got I two questions. First one is – uh, over under Justin Herbert starts four and a half.
3: See, that's I, – because I, I don't th- – I think if uh, Taylor gets 10 double-digit starts. I do. So I think your four and a half is, is the right number to go with here. Uh, I think it turns out what charges when they're out of it. And by out of it, I mean, you know, when are they they know they're not making the playoffs. They've already had some injury concerns here. Durbin James is out for the season. Mike Williams is out for a couple of weeks here. So they're already behind uh, the eight ball here. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at their schedule here for when it starts to get really tough and when they start to when are they gonna be have those issues here? They better get off to a good start. You know, Cincinnati, KC, Carolina. You're gonna lose the KC game, but you can beat Cincinnati and Carolina. Then you got Tampa New Orleans. Man, one and four are staring at it before it gets easier. Jets, Miami, Jackson, little Vegas. Bye week is in week ten, but then the first two games after the bye week are at Denver, at Buffalo. Probably not where you want to go to Herbert. Week thirteen against New England. At home? Give me that one. So, what does that mean? 11. Five games. So, I guess I got the over.
1: Yeah, it's close. So, you don't think that the Chargers with Rod Taylor in charge are a playoff team?
3: No, I don't. I think, once again, you get your four division winners. Are the, for me, it's, the, it's Buffalo, Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Kansas City. Pittsburgh is a very good team. There's, unfortunately, they're in the wrong division there. That's five. So, I think you got the Patriots, Browns, Titans. Uh, I'm gonna put the Texans in here as well, you know, and, and pretty much the entire AFC West besides Kansas City battling for those last two spots. Yeah. And I, I don't think Taylor's your answer there. And the fact that they were already snake bitten, like I said, they've got these injuries. No, I, I don't think the Chargers make it. I think I think a talent says they should. Quarterback's gonna hold them back.
1: Yeah, I'll say this in, in observing Hard Knocks, and I understand that that show is edited in order to try to make it entertaining, and it doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily indicative of the truth inside any of those buildings. But I think it's clear that Terod Taylor has the respect of everybody in the locker room and that Herbert is still in a learning process, asking questions and and trying to figure it all out. I don't think you want your number six overall pick to be a terribly long project, but if he doesn't play the first half of what has been a really funky year, then I don't think it's the end of the world. Either, so Let's move over to the next one. Dwayne Haskins, Washington football team. Uh, Haskins has really, in my estimation, from the time that Chase Young was drafted number two overall by them in the draft. Haskins has had a hold on this job. I didn't think the Kyle Allen, Alex Smith stuff was real. And I think, personally, that he played a little bit better in December. And that team, that organization is is not sort of, that organization is a train wreck has been all off-season. It was last year and the year before that and the year before that. They fired their coach, who they were throwing under the bus before the season, five games into the year last year, and nobody had a chance on that team, including Haskins. So I didn't think it was fair to judge it. Now, what's important to know about him this year, George, is that I'm not sure I'm in love with the surrounding cast this year. I think I like the defensive line in the front seven. I think if I look at the offense, you have Terry McLaurin, no real options at tight end, a 35-year-old running back, an offensive line that is worse than it was a year ago because there's no Trent Williams on it, although technically he didn't play there last year either. And I just am concerned about what his ultimate success would be. I trust Ron Rivera to get the building in order, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I think uh, Scott Turner can make this offense into something to be reckoned with.
3: This team has undergone so much turmoil this offseason, right? Everything that's happened. I mean, even Coach Ron Rivera, he's uh, battling cancer now. I don't know how much he'll be around. I mean, he's, he's saying all the right things, but I don't know how much time he's going to uh, be around this organization to help out here. I think Haskins had to be the starter. I don't think you can judge him off last year. I don't think that's fair. I, I honestly don't think it's fair to judge really any rookie quarterback off one year. I think that's nuts. You know, you got neither, not everyone's going to come out and be, you know, Hit grand slams as soon as they uh, show up on the field. It takes time. Football is a tough game. So I think that was, once again, massively unfair to Judge Haskins off last year. You want to see improvement this year. You do. Uh, maturity is something you definitely want to see uh, improvement on. He did miss, what, a game-ending uh, snap to uh, of football because he was eating a hot dog on the sideline last year or talking mm-hmm. to fans or something like that. That yep. can't happen. All right? So maturity. Got to mature there. Now, Mike, he doesn't have much help around him. I mean, you're looking at the... Uh, to be uh, fair,
1: the hot dog was Mark Sanchez, not Dwayne Haskins. I don't, I don't want to throw him under the bus.
3: <laughs> like I would that. rather have a hot dog, I can tell you, too. I can deal with being hungry. Um, now, he doesn't have much help around him, Mike. You're looking at their offensive uh, lineup here. I mean, you got an aging running back in Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but that, is, that isn't the running back you have now. We'll see what Antonio Gibson does for you, but he's not. he's a hybrid. He's not a true running back there. They got hurt by Darius Guy's doing what he did, getting in trouble. Now he's off the team. Terry McLaurin, I think, is a very good NFL wide receiver. I think he might end up being a true number one NFL wide receiver. But after that, Sims, Inman, Grandy Golden, you're sort of throwing stuff against the wall here. Let's see what hits. We don't know. Tight end is no better. You know, Logan Thomas, Sprinkle, Rodgers, Henskis. I mean, We, we know this defense is there. It's good defense. It's not Buffalo, but it's good defense. The offense, though, is still a work in progress. And Mike... I can see Washington being in the same spot next year where they're going to have a top-five pick and they're going to have to make a decision. Are we going with Haskins for another year? Or are we going to go with Haskins and then take the best player available in whatever position that might be? Or are we giving up on Haskins? We're going to move on, even though, let's face it, two years, he's had two different coaches, two different uh, systems here, not much help around him. you know. Or are we going to draft the quarterback next year because, hey, uh, we may not have a top-five draft pick again. So I think they have some tough choices to make.
1: Yeah, similarities here to the Jets where an offense may really struggle under the guidance of Sam Darnold, and this offense could struggle under the guidance of Dwayne Haskins, and it won't necessarily be their fault, right? Uh, I think both teams are going to struggle mightily. The Jets are your favorite under uh, on the entire board. So really only a minute left. Cam uh, announced as starter in New England officially from the time he was signed. I didn't think there was going to be any other way uh, unless he was really – hurt physically that doesn't appear to be the case although we don't know to what extent that he's healthy um we just have to trust that he's the starter and going for it but my one question to you with about 45 seconds left is do you think cam is going to be wildly successful in new england where do you put him in fantasy nfl terms what do you think
3: wildly successful no last i heard though new england has no offensive weapons either Right? So even if he's ready to be Cam, he's got no one to throw to. But I think, once again, I would have liked to have seen him in exhibition games. Listen, I hate the exhibition season, as much as anybody else. But it would have been important this season. And for me, Cam would have been one of those players I'd have been watching closely to see how he's moving, how he's throwing, how he's running. Is he going to be Cam? I assume Josh McDaniels is going to use him as if he's the old Cam. He has to run. He's not going to drop back and throw the ball 35 times a game. They won't get anywhere. I'm curious. I drafted him in one league, Mike, but as a backup. He's a lottery pick for me.
1: Yeah, okay. We'll be right back and talk about NFC North futures
4: after
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert
0: picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Do you love fashion?
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
5: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox. But a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Centiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: Back on the grid, Mike and George talking about the NFC futures here. On football full circle. So uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, by the way, please do so at SportsGrid on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. George on Twitter at George Kurtz. I'm on Twitter at Mike Blewett. So uh, George, NFC North, you had a chance to write this up for uh, SportsGrid.com. Again, you find it on uh, SportsGrid.com backslash betting. You'll see a whole bunch of previews there that George wrote, Davis, Maddock, and others. So uh, get in there, dive in. They'll give you the sort of best plays but give me your sort of uh 30,000 foot view of this division how do you see it playing out and then we can break down the teams one by one
3: well you know I wrote this before Minnesota did uh, some damage here with what they did right when they made yep. uh, uh when they uh, when they made some moves yeah so good once again good for Minnesota there yeah I I think I think they're now the favorite to win the division uh regardless of what Kirk Cousins said about COVID by the way which I thought was really stupid if I die yeah, I die I, was- I mean
1: yeah, but it was a little out of context. If I'm tr- if I'm trying to defend him, he he's a very religious guy. I think he has a lot of peace with his own mortality. But he also said in that interview, "I, I wear the mask. I'm not as afraid as other people. I wear the mask. I'm respectful to other people, and we should do that." But you know how this, you know how media is. We catch the soundbite that "if I die, I die." It makes it sound like he doesn't care if anybody else does.
3: Oh yeah, I, I saw the interview. I'm not. He wasn't hurting anybody. He just. I, do care. I mean, if I have all the money Kirk Cousins uh, has, uh, I'm gonna care if I die. All right, I- I'm not dying with a uh, hundred million dollars in the bank. That's not happening. All right. What's the old saying? He who dies with the most money in the bank loses. All right. So uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, so yes, you trade for Nguakwe, uh Give a two and a five. It, what, it can go down to five? It can go to a three depending on what Nagaukway Ngu- uh, does. By the way, how badly did Yannick want to get out of Jacksonville? Not only do uh, you know he got traded great, but he. He would have made $17.9 million on the franchise tag. He redid the deal. So that was a one-year deal making, was it, 12 and change. He's taking $5 million plus less, not to mention income tax. No income tax in Florida. So $6 million. He took a $6 million hit to that's get the hell out of Jacksonville. Wow. I mean, wow. I, I, that's, that's shocking to me, Mike. I mean, shocking. How barely do you want to get out of there? Anyway, I think they're, they're probably the best team on uh, this division. Assuming that Dalvin Cook doesn't do anything cute next week. Decide to hold out because he's uh, doesn't get, didn't get that contract he wanted here. But I think they might have the best overall team. Is really where I'm going with the, with it here. Although I don't think any team here is a threat to go very far in the playoffs. In the end, Green Bay. Listen, we've uh, we've done this over and over again. All right, you didn't help out Aaron Rodgers, which I think is just silly. You have an all-world quarterback. You draft the quarterback and you draft the running back. Maybe your two strongest positions on the team, and you draft an it extra. It might help you in the future. Not going to help you this year. You lost, you had some free agent defections. Chicago, in my mind, is just a mess, right? They have problems at quarterback, problems at running back. Good luck. I mean, uh, maybe Trubisky's going to start. Maybe Foles is going to start. My my guess is we're going to see both of them this year. Detroit is the one sneaky team. You know, you and I have talked about this several times on this show, Mike. If there's one team, if you're a better who believes that there's always going to be a team that goes from worst to first, and it happens a lot of years. I think Detroit's that team. I think this is the division they can do it in because it's not all that strong. The other teams have weaknesses, no matter whether or not they might be the best team or not. They have weaknesses. Stafford can stay healthy. You have a strong running game with Swift and Johnson. You have good wide receivers, Gallaudet, Jones, Amendola, up-and-coming tight end with Hawkinson. Defense is better. I may not have loved the trade of Darius Slay. I think trading a top cornerback is dangerous, especially in today's NFL Desmond Truvant may have been a good cornerback at one time. He's really an average, a slightly above average one now. Maybe first-round pick uh, Jeff Okada does well here. But I think Detroit is a sneaky, sneaky team here, Mike.
1: Yeah. So uh, let me take these one by one. I'm going to go Minnesota first because we've talked about Detroit a lot. If if folks that are new to the show, (laughs) we've been talking about Detroit for months, saying that they're the best option to go worst to first. Is Arizona a possibility? Yeah, but they have to jump over the Seahawks and the Niners and the Rams. That's a lot. It could happen. Uh, the, Niners, uh, the Niners didn't do it last year. They didn't come in last place the year before because the Cardinals were in last place. Could Miami do it? I don't really see that personally. Jacksonville, no way. Cincinnati, no way. We've we been through this a number of times. The Lions are an opportunity, and it has happened every year but two. Since 2002, since the uh, Texans came into the league, uh, it has happened every year. Not last year and not in 2014. So um, the Vikings are currently the bet with the most juice on win total at minus one. At the time of your article it was minus 170. It's now down to, I don't know how it went down, minus, one six, well, minus 150 to go over eight and a half. Yeah. So you like this now.
3: Uh, I, I think they're the best team. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think they're gonna win with an eight and eight record. So they have to get to nine. I listen. I don't think this is a team that's gonna threaten New Orleans, Tampa. Uh, Beat New
1: Orleans last year though.
3: That's last year, man. You ain't the same team as last year. New Orleans. No. Played Everson horrific.
1: Griffin bringing Yannick and Gokwe, I like it.
3: Yeah, but New Orleans played terrific. No, no Stephon Diggs I either. Agree. Remember that? I that's agree. gonna be. An, I think that's gonna be a big issue for that offense. I agree. Uh, They better hope that running game is playing well here. Uh, so I don't think I don't think they're threatening the big boys. I don't. You know, I think they're, uh, they'll be, they can be a playoff team, but, you know, and also a run playoff team. You know, one of those kids, okay, they got in. That's no big deal. That's what they got in. Good for them, but not a threat to anybody. But I do think they'll get over eight and a half. I don't love it, Mike, but yeah, I do think they'll get over eight and a half.
1: Got it. So Green Bay, uh, they are currently, they have the highest total on the board at nine. Uh, the, the market has said that they're down on that call, minus 140 to the under of nine. George. So, now they went 13 and 3 last year. You think it was a Fugazi season? Most of us do. They won a couple of games that maybe we didn't think they would win or the schedule was a little bit easier, whatever it is. To come all the way back to under 9. That, that's not regression. That is a huge drop off losing 5 wins.
3: This they, they were not a 13 win team last year. All right, that was, you know, okay. they sold their soul, you know, turned back into a pumpkin, whatever you want to want to call it here. Their schedule in the first, I mean, where is their easy win? Week ten—that's when they first get a win. Oh, that's when the first time you go, out, I, I know they're winning that game. Other than that, it's first—they started at Minnesota, Detroit. We just played them up, and how good they are, how much better they could be. At New Orleans, Atlanta, at Tampa, at Houston, Minnesota, at San Fran. I mean, Green Bay's season could be over before Thanksgiving, and if they don't get, if they don't play well, that season will be over You're before love. Thanksgiving. I don't know. <laughs> no, that, the reports that.
1: on him in camp have not been glowing and I think Rodgers plays every game, maybe yes. not week 17
3: right, right, that would be the one and even that one's at Chicago by the way I, I wonder if they would play him anyway because it's the, the rivalry game there but this schedule is brutal once I mean, again you're talking uh, games like my, computer, my phone would shut up you're talking <laughs> about games like uh, they play Indianapolis, Chicago Philadelphia, Detroit again I said they only have wins against Jacksonville, Carolina. I mean, you know, the other games that we would say are probably wins are division wins and we, uh, division games. and We all know those games are tough. So no, I think I think uh, Green Bay's in some trouble here. That's why I think I got Minnesota as the favorite here, with Detroit being that sneaky team. If that defense is better than we then maybe we think it is, maybe it's even better than uh, I think it's better than average. If it can be one step above that and Stafford stay healthy.
1: Okay, Chicago's at eight wins, the total of eight, minus 130 to the under. Um, their defense is good enough that they could scratch out a bunch of wins. We know about the quarterback controversy. Do you think they get to eight, or is this a losing team this season?
3: You don't know who your quarterback is right now, right? I mean, we are literally, what, eight days from opening uh, opening day? And we still haven't heard this. It goes right down to uh, the wire here. You know, if they would if they were to tell me, Mike, that, you know, we're uh, we're not going to announce our quarterback until till game time. You know what? I believe that they don't know who their quarterback is until game time. I, I think they not, neither one has separated themselves. I think Trubisky is going to get one more shot, and then they'll go to Foles here, but I'm not enthralled about e, uh, either one of them. Running game, we thought that Leonard Fournette might be a play here, Mike.
1: It's such I, an indictment of Foles that he didn't win the job to me.
3: What's he done other than uh, with Philadelphia? He's failed. I get that.
1: Else. I get that. But everything that we've read, and we don't have a lot, is that Trubisky has struggled in camp. So for Foles to not be able to beat him out, it doesn't matter that Mitch is owed this money and and the GM is on his side because he drafted him and and it's probably the GM's on his way out because the Bears will miss the playoffs and the Trubisky era is a failure. It doesn't matter anymore. They got to try to win games, and for Foles to not be able to beat him
3: out is crazy to me. I agree. I, I agree with you. But Foles, I've, you know, once again, I've said on this show many times, it's never really impressed me. He had one big run. You know, other with Philadelphia, in that with that team, with that system, or whatever it might be, he's done nothing. He's just done nothing. You know, I understand it's unfair to judge him with Jacksonville last year because uh, he got hurt so early on. But still, it is what it is. I don't think he was going to turn his team around anyway. Uh, so I'm not going to bet the under here, Mike. But I lean under. I mean, but, it's, but it's not one of my favorite unders uh, as far as all the teams know. But I think they're already a mess, and I, it's hard to fix that mess going forward. I think, if anything, it might get messier.
1: So we've been tracking the Lions to win the division all year. Uh, it was plus 600 forever. It's now plus 500. So the odds have come down. People have bet this. My question to you is what of this combination of bets is your favorite the lions to win the division at plus 500 the lions to go over seven or the vikes to win the division or the vikes to go over because it seems like we're leaning towards those two teams with the best bets the lions have to win the division has the greatest value i think it's worth a small play for anybody at five to one but do you really the lions going over seven would have to happen in conjunction with that so do you split that bet
3: well, I guess if if uh, you're going to go, Lions going to win with division, obviously you're taking the over seven, yeah. right? I mean, uh, they're not going to win. They're not going to win at seven and nine. I think my favorite bet, as far as what I think is going to come through, would be the Vikings over eight and a half. Not to win with division, just in case something silly happens, you know, and, uh, maybe Detroit gets the nine ten wins too and they win a tiebreaker. But I think the I think the Vikings are a nine ten win team, so I think that's my favorite bet. But I don't love any of them.
1: So we'll take the Vikings and the Detroit overs. And the Lions to win the division. Those are your three. That's sort of you can combo those together in any manner and potentially hit two of the three. Right?
3: That long, this is nothing long. Taking a long shot with the Lions. We do think that's the best team. Last to first.
1: Yeah. Okay. We'll come back. We'll talk more futures after this on the grid.
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: do you love fashion do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed are you always seeking the latest trends then we're talking to you
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
5: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox. But a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb.
1: This time, the AFC West. So, George, you wrote an article again for SportsGrid.com on the AFC West. Give me your overall thoughts on this division. I'd imagine they'll be pretty lopsided.
3: Yeah, I think we all know the Chiefs are going to win, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. does anybody not think the Chiefs are going to win this division outside of Denver, Las Vegas, and uh, Los Angeles? I mean, they're they're the best team. In my mind, they're the best team in the uh, Ameri-AFC. So, once again, well— Shortest
1: odds in the whole league to win their division at minus 420.
3: Minus four twenty. So uh, I have the Chiefs there. I think everybody else in there is a battle for two, three, four. I'm uh, we talked earlier in the show. I might have given the Chargers the, the second best, if not for the injuries they've suffered now. Uh-huh. Right? When I wrote this column, Derwin James was still healthy. Now he's gone for the season again. And Mike, you know, they're gonna have an interesting decision to make about giving this guy a second contract when it comes up. He's missed pretty much two full seasons. You know, we haven't seen this guy, so we'll see what the Chargers do there. But this team is it's always snake bit. It's always one thing or another, it seems like, with the Chargers over the past five, eight, nine years. Uh, That really knocks it up before the season even begins here. Uh, We wonder when Herbert will play, but I think it'll be later on this season, somewhere around week 12, week 13. Uh, The Raiders, all right, you get your first season, right, in in Las Vegas. It's going to be all uh, glamour and then, you know, new stadium, but you don't get to have any fans in it. So we'll see how that plays there. I don't think they have their starting quarterback on the roster. You know, Carr and Mariota. Long term, I think they're going to end up having to go someplace different there. They've made some moves to get some talent all around town. I don't know if anybody's spectacular outside of Josh Jacobs, but some good, solid all around town. I think they'll be an okay team. You know, and the Denver Broncos, do we believe in Drew Locke from what we saw late, late last year? Is he going to be that kind of a quarterback, a franchise quarterback? If he yeah. is, then they're interesting, right? Because they have, Lord knows, Elway gave him a lot of all weapons, right? You, you signed Melvin Good Gordon to go. as the running back. You gave lots of wide receivers to throw Sutton, to Sutton, Judy. All right. So, I mean, this team could be interesting. And probably after the injuries to the Chargers, I probably have Denver in second place. Yeah. I'm tempted to go Raiders three, Chargers four.
1: Wow, but do I- you think they're going to be a last-place team? That's crazy to me. They have so much. T- I, I, I know Derwin James is down, but they still have a lot of talent there.
3: James Keenan Williams Allen. is down. I don't yeah, trust no. Taylor. Uh, you're going to go to Herbert eventually. Eckler, Justin Jackson, decent backfield Love there. Echler. Love Eckler. Probably fantasy leagues. I would take Eckler late first round. No issues with Eckler. But I think everything else there on offense, I think they're going to have problems on offense. And wanting to win games 20 to 17 in today's NFL, not easy for me. I think all three of these teams will be around and as far as the playoff picture into, like I said, double-digit week, uh, weeks, week 12, week 13, around there. But I think they're both going to have some problems.
1: Okay, so let's take them one at a time. The Chiefs, uh, the total for the Chiefs is eleven and a half. The juice is to the over at minus one twenty-five. Not heavy, but still enough people think that the Chiefs are going to cruise to it. Remember, they went—I think they went eleven and five last year. But Pat Mahomes has gone for three games, right? So uh, you have them over eleven. When you start getting into 12, 13 thirteen wins—that's a lot. For you know, I've said this many times on the show. We we talk about historically great teams at times that went 12 and 4 during the regular season and they dominated the playoffs and everybody remembers them as really dominant. It's unique is the team that it's the 85 Bears that went 15 and 1 uh, or the Patriots some of the Patriots teams that were really good and keep in mind that 17 the 16 and 0 team lost the Super Bowl. So in that sense you don't have to be 13 and 3 to win the Super Bowl George uh, I stand corrected. Chiefs were 12 and 4 last year. Uh, but again, 11 and a half. What do you think?
3: I mean, my my issue with it is this, Mike. You look at their schedule. They every tough team they play, or good team, really good team they play, is on the road. Every one they play at Baltimore, at Buffalo, at Tampa, at New Orleans. Wow, I mean, you know they got the tougher games at home too. Plus their own division games here. Uh, other games uh, as far as non-division, they play Houston. You want to count New England, which I really don't. Uh, that's Atlanta. I think the I think the Falcons are a good team. So I think the over under is right at 11.5. I think they're at either 11 win or 12 win. I'm not gonna say they're gonna lose all four of those games on the road. I don't see that happening. But two and two is a possibility. So you already got two losses there. I don't think they'll go 6-0 in the division. You know I don't see that happening. So I am probably still tempted to go the over, but once again you're talking a minimal amount of money. It's not one of my top five over unders.
1: So let's find uh, a bet that you might be more confident in. You're not going to bet them to win the division. Uh, Too much juice right there. The Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. I think it's plus 280. Uh, Right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, let me check it for everybody since we are doing this live. Yep, plus 280. Uh, Right now, Ravens right behind them. Uh, That's to win the AFC Championship. To win the entire thing, they're 6-1. So if you want Chiefs futures, uh, that's what you're going to get. So let's look at the other teams. We'll go to the Raiders first. They're at seven and a half. And you know what? I'll do them all. Uh, the Chargers, are the Chargers off the board right now? Why would they be off the board? New quarterback being named? No, here they are. They got moved down the list. Uh, they're at eight. And Denver is currently, uh, they changed all these things up on me. It used to be alphabetized.
3: They were seven uh, and a half when I was They were seven account. and a
1: half. So there you go. Okay. So there you go. Uh, They remain 7.5. No juice on the Denver bet at all, minus 110 both ways. Uh, On the Chargers bet at 8, plus 100, the under is minus 120. Uh, And then the Raiders are minus 135 to the under of 7.5. So people remain uh, not confident in the Raiders being able to turn this around. They went under two years ago hard. They went under last year. Uh, Could this be the third year in a row that they go under?
3: I, said, I, I think they are an improving team, but it's a slow improvement with the Raiders, right? I mean, I said, where are the superstars on this team? In the NFL, you win generally with you know, really, really good players. And Las Vegas doesn't have a lot of really, really good players. We don't trust Carr. You and I played the game earlier uh, on Fantasy Football uh, Football Full Circle. How many games does Carr start? How many games does Mariota start? I think both of us believe we're going to see both, and it won't be because of injury. right? It'll be because of performance. Uh, Josh Jacobs, yeah, love Jacobs. Wide receiver? Okay. Ruggs, we'll see what he can do there. Fits the mold of what the Raiders uh, like to do. Renfro, Brian Edwards, Aguilar. They say Aguilar and Jones are having great camps, too. But once again, when do they say someone's having a lousy camp? Yeah. Uh, Down Waller, okay. Defense, though, still needs work here. You know, you signed a whole bunch of uh, free agents, really from the Cowboys, Malik Collins, uh, Jeff Heath, uh, Jason Witten, too. We'll see how that works out uh, for you. But I think, uh, once again, this is not an over-under I like either way, Mike. I'm not gonna bet it. I probably do lean under, but you're talking it's. Right, I would have that at seven, so I don't. I'm not gonna bet that. For me, I need a game, game and a half where I really feel strong. If I thought they were only gonna get the six wins max, sure. But if I think they're gonna get the seven, that's a half. Football things can go one way or the other here. I don't feel strong enough, nowhere near strong enough to bet this over under. But I do lean towards the under.
1: Yeah. So I might be, I might be wrong on the Raiders. They went seven and nine last year. And it's possible that that total was a six and a half last year.
3: I think that, they did hit the over. I think I lost that I think bet. they
1: did as well. I think they did as well. So um, this division for the second year in a row I think is really funky. The Chargers ended up a lot worse than we thought last year. There was a lot of buzz, remember them, going into last year. Derwin James, we got Bosa, we got Ingram. And then Phil Rivers didn't play well. The offensive line didn't play well. And it was really a mess of a season, resulting in them picking sixth overall. But again, I think these three teams are jammed together. Last year, you had uh, the two seven, and 7-9 teams, Denver and Oakland, which was decided really on uh, one of the last plays of the year when Denver beat Oakland in Week 17. Chargers went 5-11. and 11. I share your pessimism around the Chargers to some extent but I don't know that they're the worst team uh outside of the Chiefs.
3: It's not but that I don't. think they're worst, I just I think they're right there with them. Which yeah. almost like it's just roll all three all, all three in a dice and see which one comes up here. You can get the Chargers to finish second, Chargers to finish third, Chargers to finish fourth. None of it which uh shocked me. I mean, I, I probably am because when I think about it I don't like the Raiders quarterback situation either. And everything else on the Chargers I probably like better other than maybe the running back. I'm, I would probably take Jacobs over Eakler, even though that's pretty close as well. So you want to give me the Chargers third, Denver two, and Raiders four? I wouldn't argue with that. So
1: what is your favorite bet of these four teams if you're picking an over or an under?
3: I mean, let's say we're not we're not going to bet the Chiefs to win the division. Nope. Minus 420? No, it's too parlay? much. Parlay? I could parlay it. Um uh, yeah. I'm looking at everything. Uh, over 110, Denver to get to eight wins? Okay. I'm not going go re- I can
1: tell you I remember very vividly exactly a year ago the Broncos had no juice on either side. Same thing as this year. The market does not know what to do with the Broncos. And I remember people coming in late, but the Broncos were going over. And, like, they pushed. They were a seven-win team. They, the market was set at seven. So the Broncos pushed last year. I remember that vividly. And again, I just think people don't know what to do with it. Fangio can coach defense. The offense isn't particularly dynamic because we don't know what Locke is. Last year it was Flacco. You should feel more bullish about Locke because he's not going to be Flacco. But And, and if I'm trying to push it a little bit further, they signed a guard for big money to help improve the offensive line. Their left tackle is is not worth his first-round pick status. The one thing that people don't talk about enough is that, yay, we signed Melvin Gordon. It's great signing. Well, Philip Lindsay was really good before Melvin Gordon showed up. That's a really good backfield now. One-two punch, George. There aren't a lot of backfields that are
3: better than that. One-two. Yeah, There's a few. But uh, listen, I'm not worried. I think that is my favorite bet. I mean, when I say favorite, but by the way, keep in mind, it's for this division. I don't love it, but I think that would be my favorite bet. Would be over seven point five wins for Denver. I just I'm not so sold on Drew Locke yet, Mike. I'm just not there. I think I think LA finally got it right. And when I say he got it right, I'm not talking a uh, whole thing quarterback in the waiting. I mean, I think he's on his way. Uh, but I like the weapons around him. I like him a lot. But Gordon, yep. Lindsay, uh, Sutton. I think Judy will develop here. I mean, the defense. You know, Chubb is healthy. We know Von Miller's going to get to the quarterback, so I think they're going to do well there. It's not the no-fly zone anymore, right? They've uh, made some moves there. AJ Boy, who's sort of I don't want not say a disappointment, but didn't play quite as well with Jacksonville. And Chris they Harris is in Los Angeles now. Yeah. Right, Chris Harris went uh, went went out west. It's a solid D, maybe even a, a good D. So I think you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of like in the more over seven and a half more and more, and for them to finish second place.
1: If the Chiefs don't win the division. Would you have it as the Broncos? Obviously, something catastrophic would have to happen, and I don't even like to put it out there in the ether. I don't want anything to happen to our boy, the most fun guy in the league. But if the Chiefs don't win it, do the Broncos?
3: If the Chiefs don't win it, it probably means Mahomes, as you're insinuating, got hurt, something happened, which I don't have him on any fantasy team because, God forbid, I should get that pick. But uh, So I guess that wouldn't hurt me. I do but, in uh, the Oh, i I don't count. When we talk, I, I never count best ball. I play. You're playing so many best ball leagues. I have everybody. I mean, so I, I never I so never count I best ball. Only redraft. So Only redraft. Okay, and super flex leagues at that. More, we play super flex people. Uh, more fun, more strategy, gains better that way. Uh, yeah, something would have to happen to Mahomes. I think Denver would be that team if that's where you're going with this. Yes, I think Denver would be the team that would win the AFC if uh, Martians came down and zapped up Pat Mahomes and he's no longer around. What I turnaround. don't.
1: What I don't like to do typically is to go after the same teams every year. I hit the Raiders hard a couple of years ago with the under because I thought that line was way off. It proved to be right. But last year, I backed off it a little bit, and they ended up covering. Now, I don't think the Raiders are a winning team. I, I, I just don't. I think they go under the 7.5, but to your point, they're probably a little too close to the number. I really don't love this division. Of all the futures of all the divisions that we've covered, I think these lines are set right. Um, Agreed. And, and I, I just am having a really hard time with this one more than any other. I would not. I, I'm not even going to put it in the ether to bet anybody else to win the division. And if if you're telling me what my favorite bet is, I think we've arrived at a place as I've talked through this that I'd take the Broncos over. But again, are they a nine-win team where I'd feel comfortable about it? Not really. The one I'm most comfortable with, I, I guess I'll just have to say the Chiefs over. I think they're going to dominate this division and win 12 or 13 games again. So we'll come back. We'll close it out. Tyreek Hill versus Mike Evans. What do you think? We'll be right back.
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: do you love fashion do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed are you always seeking the latest trends then we're talking to you
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
5: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like ah, being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on do not disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: Closing out this hour of football full circle talking NFL and George, it's that time of year, fantasy football. As I look at my phone, I pull up my roster uh, that I drafted just this week. And I was I was presented with an option in the second round. It's a keeper league. You and I have talked through it a little bit. I hung on to uh, Calvin Ridley and Mark Andrews and the Buffalo Bills defense. Nikhil Harry, too, which I now realize was a mistake based on where he, he's being drafted. So it's okay. If he's good, he's good. It's a double-digit pick. So uh, I took Joe Mixon in the first round, but as it swung back at round to me, and it was in the middle, like seventh or so, I was presented with a Tyreek Hill versus Mike Evans option. What say you? What It's a half-point PPR.
3: Well, you sort of can't go wrong there, right? We're take either guy. I know from the drafts I've done, Tyreek Hill is, is going earlier than Evans in almost every league. Uh, Evans, generally, he's been around there for round three for me. And I've gotten him in a bunch of leagues because he's around. He's there in round three for whatever reason. Now, he's not really dropping. I think wide receivers as a whole are dropping a little bit. That's why you're seeing him there as running backs, of course, go flying off well, the board here. We kept
1: guys so that, like it pushes his value. It pushes his pushes up, value, right? right? We had guys like Lamar and Mahomes were picked. Um, the uh, stud running backs, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but a few guys that would have been – you know, top half of second round, three or four picks probably went off the board in that range.
3: As a bottom line for me is, I would probably take Tyree Kill, but uh I'll be honest with you, Mike. Let's say I'm drafting with you tonight. I take Tyree Kill. I got the same choice tomorrow. I'm probably taking Mike Evans. Yeah, just to hedge. spread out my uh, gamble a little bit, a hedge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh I don't think it can go wrong here, but assuming it's just a one-off, I would take Tyree Kill. I want the bigger plays, and as you're playing in any kind of league with. Points for long distance touchdowns, well then you definitely want Tyreek Hill.
1: Who do you think I picked? I think you went hill. I did go hill. So I I I I had done my homework in this league. I plugged in if you're in a keeper league, you should do this as an exercise. I plugged in all the picks as they've gone ADP. I took out the guys that would have been drafted, so I had a truer sense of what the board would look like. Found my keepers, my uh I found my my little diamonds in the rough there uh those sleepers that y- you're trying to mine out of every single draft and ultimately i thought hill over evans you're right i, I might have gone a different way if we did it tonight but i i wanted it the guy attached the best offense in the league which i still think will be kansas city even if tampa's is good george
3: yeah I, listen terry Hills, is dangerous and go to the house at any time here i don't think like i said i don't think you could have made a wrong choice
1: cool that's it for this hour football full circle we'll see you next time
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge?
0: Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind so you can look and feel amazing no matter the day, season, or occasion. At BostonProper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit BostonProper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.
4: This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
5: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
0: Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you.